You're listening to Around Comics, episode 180. Chicago, this is Around Comics, the comic culture podcast, where every week our revolving panel of guests talk about everything in and around the world of comic books and comics culture. And this episode of Around Comics is brought to you by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com offers a huge selection of the collected editions you need. No! InStockTrades. <laughs> What? We didn't get new responses. No. There's going to be a lot of editing going on. I can already tell. Didn't this. somebody else? Didn't some others? But, but somebody else started business. You were supposed. You, you are. You are a new sponsor development chair, Tom. All right. Good luck. Come on. Get on that. What you? I'll give you five dollars that we don't have to read spots. Your, hey, <laughs> hey, Chris. Ask your theater to to sponsor us an episode. Oh yeah, we got all sorts of money. Yeah. <laughs> Community theaters <laughs> where all the money's at. Well, the sponsor that does have money right now, anyway, and hopefully forever, is uh, InStockTrades.com. And they're your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more, all at great discounted prices. It is a phenomenal place to order your copy of Nixon's Pals. Here we go. <laughs> search, Ding! Search first for one. <laughs> search for Nixon's Pals, no apostrophe. It comes up on the search easier. There's actually right. a little Nixon's Pals <laughs> counter on my computer. Computer screen that will light up every time you say it. You search for Chris Burnham. <laughs> right now, InStockTrades.com is offering the Invincible Iron Man Omnibus Edition at amazing 37% off the cover price. I prefer Nixon's Iron Man, actually. Yeah. That's a fantastic oh. book. Pick up the earliest adventures of everyone's favorite ironclad Avenger for only $62.99. You can pick uh, any of the three variant covers and remember that all orders over $50 ship for free. And now you're quiet. <laughs> I've been practicing this in the I was car hoping, all week long. I was That's ho- horrible. <laughs> I was hoping. Have, you been, have you been practicing? It basically expecting us to talk over you. Are you, pra- are you practicing with your wife in the car? No. Oh God, absolutely. <laughs> Trust not. me, he doesn't need to tell his wife to talk over him. She, <laughs> she would punch me in the throat if I did that. In the car I'm just her. disappointed that in the time that we took off and we came back, there isn't a new edition like the like super absolute edition. Oh, of something, you know, like it's the same. Well, it's the same formats we had four months ago. But they're they're putting out all of the same stuff. I want. I, 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 want, I was in New York. I want out the same shit for themselves. I want something that weighs, you know, two hundred fifty pounds. Like, well, you can do all that. All the Iron Man and the caps. Like, you, do you, that library you can, binding. You, yeah, thing the library you? binding. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, um, <laughs> just a, a couch size. <laughs> Volume. <laughs> well, if you if you if you couldn't tell, we are back. Uh, it's it's great to be at the shop again. And by the way, Around Comics is recorded at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, oh, located at forty forty eight thirty five Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by. And and I did that while Marcus uh, walked away here, so he wouldn't uh, plug himself there. But uh, anyway, I am Christopher Naisman, and let me introduce you to this week's panel. First of all, is the man that you know for bringing the funny and the edgy. He is also the host of Tom vs. the JLA. He is, of course, Mr. Tom Caters. I'm barely able to take time out of my schedule of doing a 15-minute pod, podcast a day. You know, I yeah. thought that was a big tension release for you during tax season. I heard it was like eight minutes. It's between 12. It, you, you don't even listen. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk see you every week. I see you every week. I want to talk to the fans about it, all right? Oh, that's not right. <laughs> I listened to it like one time. Yeah, it was pretty shitty. For how many minutes? I don't know. It was like the one old issue of the JLA I have, and I you know, whipped it out and did the play-by-play, and I disagree with your opinion wholeheartedly. I'm sorry. Page by page. You know. <laughs> Everything. The way you read <laughs> it. It was, it was JLA versus Chris Burnham. <laughs> yeah. The way <laughs> JLA would have won. I encourage, I encourage people to do their own versions and send them to me, <laughs> and then I mock them. <laughs> well, next is uh, one of the masterminds behind the just-released Image original graphic novel, Nixon's Pals. He is one of Around Comics' pals, Mr. Chris Burnham. That's me. 
Psycho pals maybe pals maybe a strong word. We're, we're, we're chummy. <laughs> I'm an I'm a, an acquaintance at best. If a uh, sudden case of horsing around breaks out, <laughs> hey, we we've eaten have... we've eaten hot dogs together on a street corner in New York. Oh, so. we did do that. Yeah, was it, it the same hot dog? No, Whoa. it was two very different. Okay. Hot dogs. It was Lady in the Tramp style. style. <laughs> 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 Latest we shared a plate of spaghetti in an alleyway. <laughs> oh, you can do that in New York. It's disgusting. Yeah. Actually, no, you can't because they, they don't, don't have, have alleys. alleys. They don't have alleys. And last but certainly not least is our landlord uh, uh, of the, the brick-and-mortar home of Around Comics, uh, the owner of Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, Mr. Mark Beatty. Small businessman. Yes. I got nothing else. Independent and comic totally shop small. owner. I am an independent comic shop owner. That's looking to sell really out, bad. though. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking to sell If you want to buy all of this, That's it right. can be yours this, for the this, right price. This fantastic goodness. Well, before we get started here, uh, this is kind of our return episode, and I definitely want to thank a few people. Uh, first of all, the listeners, thank you for your patience while we are on hiatus. Really appreciate it. There's a lot of support and understanding why we uh, recharged, and, and Tom was busy in tax season, and uh, all of that good stuff. It laid all on me. I haven't talked I to you. I haven't up. talked to you in like three months. I would have shown up. I would have shown up, and I, you, the listener, would have never known that I was fucking freaking out every day because <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional. True, he did show up for his comics every yes, week. Yes, he did. Yeah. So. Yeah. I saw him walking. He stayed for at least five, six every minutes Wednesday. every time. Uh, that's because I don't like talking to you. I know. <laughs> Next, I, I want to uh, certainly thank Jeremy Mullins and the graduate students down at the Savannah College of Art and Design. They did some fine fill-in work for us while we were on a break, and they're going to be starting their very own podcast. And as soon as they give us details, we will let you know. So oh, great. I know, more competition. competition. I've been trying to debunk them. Oh, I think it's amazing that Jeremy Mullins can do so many voices. It's like it's like, it's <laughs> so like an voices. audio Muppet show going on. So many voices <laughs> talking over each other, just like us. It's uh, it's amazing how he does it. I don't know, Rich Little, watch out. <laughs> and if you haven't noticed, there are some new voices on the podcast, and a couple that are are missing: uh, Sal and Scotty. And Sal is, is ran take, off to get married. Yes, I know. It's so sweet. <laughs> Um, Sal has assured me that he is he is not gone forever. He's got some other stuff going on outside of comics, and and he's still pretty busy. But uh, but he's going to be back. Don't worry. It's a podcasting is a sickness, and he won't be able to stay away for long. I, I keep teasing him about it. And Scotty has just moved outside of the Chicagoland area, and so he's going to have a bunch of other stuff going on, like the Marvel Illustrated Wizard of Oz, which I know we're all looking forward to. And I know that Scotty will will definitely make it back for shows in the future as well as he visits. So, um, and I. I have a feeling that they may drop by tonight, so you may hear from yeah, them sooner than later. This will be done by 10.30. Wink, wink. Oh, that's the plan, man. Right. In and out. In let's and go. Out. All right. Well, let's Already go. I'm rushing us through the show. <laughs> no, it's like seven <laughs> minutes. Okay, it's time to bring back uh, an old favorite. We've had a lot of time off to go through those to-read piles and get caught up on stuff. Uh, hopefully, there's plenty to talk about because it is time for... Top of the stack. Top, top of the stack. Of the stack, the stack, the stack. That's right. It's top of the stack. Our chance to let you, the listener, know what we, the panel, have been reading for the last couple weeks. And uh, Mr. Caters, I know that you've had a, a big old pile of Justice League that you've been reading, but uh, I think you're saving that up for Tom versus the JLA. What yeah, I won't be talking about comic books on this show. <laughs> uh, my top of the stack is when I when um I we weren't doing the show. When we weren't doing the show, um, I actually got a chance to read uh, Fun Home. By Alison Bechtel. Bastard. Was that what you were going to pick? Yes. Too? We didn't talk about this. <laughs> this is how what fast. Are the, what are the odds? This is how fast the fucking show is going to go now. All right. I got another one. I'm good. No, we don't. I'm good. If we both think it's the best thing we read, we don't need to pick another one. I'd actually, I'd actually was going to save it until the next time we recorded. So, oh, okay. okay. Well, so, whatever. All right. Do it. Next. Oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's love, it about? I, Why is it so it. good? Why is Why it better than, you know, anything else? Why is it better than the new Jack Staff? Why is it better than Nixon's pal? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the real question, asshole. I wouldn't say it's better. It's just different. Uh, it, it's uh, 
uh, if you haven't heard about it, which I, would be surprising, because I think Time Magazine picked it as like the book of the year. Yeah. Or something. That's where I go for all my uh, comic, comic book, book selections. No, I definitely. That's, where I go that's for all, all it's the only my... reason I read Time oh, Magazine. Oh, so, yeah, Wizard probably picked uh, Teen Titans Fifty Three is the best book ever. I decided to go with a reputable news source, <laughs> and it was actually really good as well. It's a it follows a story about um. Uh, a girl sort of telling, well, she's a woman now, telling her life story where she is a lesbian and her odd relationship with her father, who was a closeted homosexual, and sort of how his life is very much sort of a tragedy. And there's some nice moments of comparing the choices that she made in her life that made her sort of happy were sort of the choices that her father never got the chance to make that made her father eventually... I guess, possibly take his own life. That's mm-hmm. part of the tragedies. They don't really know why. Yeah, I think she actually calls it, uh, what is it on the cover? It's a tragic, family tragic comic. And, uh, so Fun Home is not like a literal title. It doesn't yes, sound it is. It is a little, because they ran a funeral home. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And they called it The Fun the Home. Fun home. But there are really there are funny parts. Oh, it's that not sounds all, fucking hilarious. There's not. It's not all incredibly sad. Is it also it deals a lot? There's she has some really funny sections about that. She was obsessive compulsive, and she sort of has fun describing like how that sort of sets in, and sort of the crazy things that she did when she, you know, when she was younger. And I liked the art quite a bit. I also thought it was really cool because it really art really captures the time period that it's from you know like in the late 70s early 80s you can see it in the way people dress and you see it in the way well i mean it, it it's very it. much an autobiographical book yeah. in, in that it's 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 not all happy it's not all sad it's not all exciting yeah. it it's it's about her life and there's all that there there were you know really happy moments in her life and really sad and confusing and sh- as she's getting older she's starting to come to grips with her with her emerging sexuality yeah. and then there's this relationship with her with her father and her parents are both intellectuals and so yeah, yeah it, i i thought the dynamic of the family was really interesting i i hope that a lot of families have pieces of 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 those relationships that that can kind of you know ground you to it so you can kind of understand it in in so your you own hope per- that my dad is gay no, I hope that I hope that your dad has well, has, has had to make hard decisions in his life, and that he can pass about pass some of those experiences to you. Actually, I think he was just saying he hopes your dad is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. he threw himself in front of a truck. Yeah, did your father throw himself in front of a truck? Uh, not yet. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's still there's still time. Yeah. He he hasn't seen like the sales numbers on Nixon's pals oh, yet. <laughs> I don't see. I don't like how this is going at all. <laughs> No, I I absolutely did you enjoy it? yes, I really did. I finished it up on uh, on a bus between New York and Boston. Actually. Oh, interesting. Yes. You took I, a it, bus to New York. Yeah, or no, to Boston. To Boston. From New York. Oh, fifteen dollars, okay, baby. Yeah. Lucky Star, that's Lucky Star bus well, it's travel. Well, gr- it's always nice when you read something that's sort of hyped up as being supposed to be really good, mm-hmm. and then you read it and it is actually. You, you really know where good? I first heard about the book? Where? On this show. When, from who? From well, it was the big news story that this and blankets were the two books that were pulled out of the the Missouri. Uh, school. Oh yeah. Well, not school library. It was a it was a library in a little for town. For being awesome. Well, I mean there there are some. I, I don't want to call graphic um, panels this? in there, but I mean there's some very sexually explicit. There's kind of cunnilingus. Yes. Is there a diagram? Explaining how to, <laughs> right? No, Chris. Is he still trying to figure that out? He just keeps jamming his face into it. <laughs> I've got that under control, but our sixteen-year-old <laughs> listeners may not yet. You oh know? God, we're, well, I'm so glad Hank's not here. I think we're going to get pulled from that uh, <laughs> library. Yeah. And I don't think we ever made it into the library, but uh, yeah, absolutely great, uh, great pick. Hank, and don't read this. This isn't for you. The 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 <laughs> other kind of um, funny thing is, Marta and I were sitting in an airport in Manchester, New Hampshire, flying back from our little trip out there after the New York Comic Con. Yes, and there was this this gal with these, you know cat eye glasses and you know just a real indie looking gal. Time machine. And and I was reading uh, Jeremy Hahn's uh, Narcoleptic Sunday. And she looks at me. She's like, "Are you going to Portland?" I was like, "Uh, no. I'm going to Seattle in a couple then she weeks." She pulled the gun and said, "Now you are. <laughs> now you are. Get on the fucking plane." <laughs> um, no, she's uh, an indie comics creator named Robin Chapman, 
who uh, is faculty at the what's the uh, the school in Vermont, the Center for Cartoon Studies, and Allison Bechtel is faculty there as well. So we got to talk about Fun Home in the in the airport, and my wife was losing her mind. She's like, she can't get away from it. So that's my <laughs> funny little Fun Home story. That's funny. That wasn't that funny. That is a tragic comic story. That anecdote. Is, yeah. <laughs> it had yeah. happiness, sadness, my wife. My wife got up to go to Starbucks. Um, I could see that. Mr. Beatty? Uh, I'll, you like I'll run with the, the last book I read, which actually I really did enjoy, which just happens to be... Showcase number four. Chris Burnham's Nixon's Pals. Yeah. Oh, ding! I think you just stole his, you just stole his I, top of the stack. He can't That's pick his true. own goddamn I've, book. I've got something set up. <laughs> He can't pick his own goddamn book. That's never stopped anyone in the history of comics podcasting from talking about their own shit. Well, you can talk about it. You just can't pick it for your uh, top Norton of the stack. I, I, I really did enjoy it. Such a passion. <laughs> so, uh, I, so I read I read Chris's book last night. Who drew it? I, I, this this uh, Chris Burnham, customer and friend of Dark Tower Comics <laughs> and Around Comics. How's that? Um, and I, I did it. I really did enjoy it. It was actually very fun. You do it. You you do a great job of telling a story, which so many artists are lacking in nowadays. I'm looking right at Chris. I, I'm looking. Talking. I'm looking right at. I'm kind of getting creeped out a little bit. You should be. I never and, noticed your uh, eyes were blue before. I see. Oh God. <laughs> I've got to the go. deepest blue. The uh, one scene where the boob with the cigar. I, I have really, to admit, really I love that. I love that character. The two that that was when they're in the closet and she the one bites his finger. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> God, what an idea! I'm kind of bipolar. What's sometimes. this yeah. book about? I, I don't know, Mark. It, it what is, is it about? It's basically a, a PO. Um, What's a PO? A a. a oh, fuck off! Man. <laughs> I'm so not. I'm just saying for either. someone like Hank, who's 16, someone like Hank, who's who never, doesn't know, who's never left his house, never, never been never arrested, to, only never comes, to, only comes get, in on Saturdays for an hour. I get a text message. Hank is in New York at the. Yeah, he at, went to the con. He went with his brother. He's the kids everywhere. He no, he just with his brother at the con. Okay, I, I guess his brother lives there. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, basically, a PO who has uh, his his uh, his cons that are uh, out, out on on bail. What do I say? What do I? Criminals? Convicts. The convicts that are oh, out of out okay. on bail. I totally misunderstood the book. PO parole officer for Tom. <laughs> apparently, I think Tom really wanted to know because he just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it. So uh, the the parolees are basically all super criminals, not really good ones particularly, but but pretty funny ones. Um, People from, I mean, literally, a, a girl with faces on her boobs and nipples for eyes. Uh, one guy who looks like a giant trash can version of Iron Man. Uh, another guy was the the very first one that starts it off, basically just a big. Was he brick? What was his name? Uh, the bricklayer. The bricklayer, yes, and he. That's just classic villains, Chris. <laughs> but just the whole way through, one of the things I just couldn't figure out though was was how on earth does he keep walking after all that damage? He's tough, man. He's, tough, he's beyond tough. He tough got beat up by a brick wall. He's American. He got knocked around by a tin can <laughs> Iron Man. This is and this then, guy. This guy I mean, is just gets worst. Li- it is the and worst day ever. And then he gets ever. the living shit kicked out of him by the WWF's sisters. <laughs> I mean, he, he just keeps getting up and moving on. So, but it, it was a really good book. I, I don't want to go through the whole thing, but it was a really enjoyable read. Good art. Just great characters, though. Now, did you do all the character designs? Obviously, uh, yeah. Okay. How much? You know, it's written by Joe Casey. Yes, uh, written by Joe. Uh, uh, yeah, whatever. How, how, how much? Casey how did. much of the character designs did Joe Casey get involved with? I'd say it was almost a perfect fifty-fifty split. Who did nipple eyes? Uh, that was all me, except for the name. I Thank couldn't you. come up with a name. That's all right. The character itself is just fantastic. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought of when I hung up the phone with Joe. Was a prostitute with Tyrannosaurus teeth on her boobs, and then. The second thing I drew was the uh, the character as she stands. Interesting. It's a good character. Yeah, That's yeah. actually the shirt you gave me like a year ago. Yeah. That the, just the two boobs with faces on them. Right, right in, in a rectangle in, box on the right on the chest. My wife wears that shirt now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you want to talk a little bit about the process of how you how you do, or you want to save that for later in the show? Uh, we'll save that for later. I want to. Sp- I want to spread out my promo action. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just that. Yeah. I gotta finish up. We gotta finish top of the stack. Man. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Stay yes. on task, buddy. Um, Come on. How much is Nixon's Pals? Ni- by the Nixon's way, Nixon's Pals is a graphic novel. It's uh, uh, from Image Comics, and it's twelve ninety nine, and you can get it at Dark Tower Comics. Also, forty eight thirty five Northwestern right. Avenue in Chicago. That's right. All right, Mr. Burnham. 
Uh, my top of the stack, I I bought it this week, but it certainly didn't come out this week. It is a uh, Dan Slott's first volume of She-Hulk number four, the one where uh, Spider-Man sues the the uh, Daily Bugle for libel. I guess one of the best comics I've read all year that wasn't drawn by me. It was <laughs> it was just utter, <laughs> utterly spectacular. Uh, Across the board. I mean, it's qualifier, a, <laughs> right? I mean, just a, a fun idea, totally great stylized artwork. It was totally done in one while planting all sorts of seeds that are going to pay off later. The, this book's kind of tough to find, so I'm, I've been buying the series like issue by issue instead so of buying the, the whole book collection. Again? It was She-Hulk number four, volume four. Volume one, number four. The Dan Slott volume one, number four. It's got Spider-Man on oh, the cover. Oh, the issue. The number actual number single issue. Yes. What okay. did I say? What, whatever I said. I was in volume. He was messing you up. It's yes. All Tom's fault. Fucker. So the fourth, the fourth issue the of fourth the Dan issue Slott of his first. Go volume. get it. Yes. Okay. It's fucking. You can rad. pick it up in trade format. There's, there's yes. trades of it. That would so. be much easier on you. I'm assuming that would probably be the first She-Hulk trade that yes. Slott. Okay. Yes. Which it's, is it's a good one. Nice. Yeah, to- it totally. It. Yeah, totally. One solid issue, but I mean, if you read the whole run, it is just fucking brilliant. It is perfect comic book storytelling. Dan Slott needs to run everything. Whoa. Are you guys That's reading um, She Hulk now? Right? That uh, Peter David's. No, I yeah. stopped reading it. I Not actually, I read a few issues that I'm mildly confused on his sidekick. The scroll. I have. Yeah, the yeah. scroll girl. I I, 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 Jesus. I know. Oh, it's like another scroll. It's like how did the scroll girl? I'm assuming it has a tie-in somewhere along it the lines. It will. But. I'm sure it will. Um. My top of the stack is from the recently released JSA Classified, number 35. This is uh, the Wildcat story that's going on right now. I think the third issue should be out in a couple weeks, probably. Next week. Next Uh, week? Next week. Uh, This is uh, written by B. Clay Moore and art done by Ramon Perez. Uh, You may know uh, Ramon from his work on Butternut Squash. It's a very popular webcomic. It's a different style than than what you see in JSA Classified, but uh, I like the art so much, I bought a page. You did? You bought the first page? I bought the very first page, yes. I bought page one of uh, issue 35 and uh, and flaunted it um, in front of uh, B. Claymore. Flexed it? Yes. I was like, ooh, check it out. What did he do? Did he react? Did he Clay? Did, did he leave? He, 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 he cursed at me. He cursed at me. He ignored you. Yeah, but he'd do that if you showed him artwork or not. That was exactly, name. exactly. But he uh, called security. Uh, this is this is written by B. Claymore, uh, who you may know from uh, Hawaiian Dick. He's done Battleham. He's currently also doing uh, Superman Confidential with Phil Hester and Andy Parks. Um, Clay's really one of the. Uh, really accomplished independent writers, especially on the, on the image circuit. He's doing 76 right now, too. 76, he's doing that with Seth Peck. Clay writes a, a ton of great independent creator owned stuff, but I'm really glad to see him uh, able to, to step into the DC universe. He's got some other Marvel stuff going on, but um, JSA Classified Wildcat is a really fun story about uh, Wildcat. Kind of not not coming to grips, but keeps getting reminded by everyone else that he's a little long in the tooth. That maybe his best superheroine days may have passed him by, and that there is um, just because just because he's part of the JSA and he's a great trainer that that teaches all these young uh, heroes uh, combat skills and fighting doesn't mean that he has to put on the tights and go out and mix it up with the super powered baddies. He's got Alan Scott who's kind of reminding him of this and and. Trying Trying to you know more or less talk some sense into him, and you know, they're they're almost trying to talk him into retirement. Is is the feeling that you get? Well, there is a uh, more or less a mystery that comes up that takes Wildcat into um, kind of his past and and into the world of boxing. And there's some great flashbacks throughout the throughout the series as he's kind of remembering uh, you know times gone by and and kind of his golden age as as a hero. And he gets uh, gets kind of wrapped up into this uh, um, fighting and created super villain ring. And Selena Kyle uh, also gets uh, tied into it as they're in uh, Gotham. In yeah. a way, it's not just a journey into his past, but into his future. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, it's uh, kind of almost from the right, word the go. You get you get the feeling that this is going to be one of those stories where he he goes through a personal journey and comes out stronger on the other end and kind of reaffirms his place 
in the superheroing community that he'll be recharged and 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 really find his self himself as a hero again that that's pretty that's pretty apparent from the get go but the the journey the ride is what's fun is Wildcat is such an underused character for a lot of people myself included I love Wildcat and and I love Wildcat stories it you can count them on one hand, if that, how many good Wildcat stories have been out there. So why but do you love him so much if he's always poorly written? He's just a great character. No, it's not that he's poorly written. He's, he's underwritten. He's not written of enough. And he's just kind of... he's. Kind of got the same the same charm that Batman does for a lot of people, and that he's just a guy. He's just a he's a great hand to hand fighter, and well, he has some abilities. They've shown in JSA he did actually. Uh, was that who's that Crimson? Well, he she had nine him. lives, but they got rid of that shit. Yeah, that but they actually used it in JSA, so it was only a couple of years ago they used it. Well, they kept shooting him until he lost all nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. So right. he's on the ninth one? Yeah, I, th- I don't think he's he it. This is anymore. it. It's all or nothing. Yeah. You know, I'd actually, now that uh, uh, moment of uh, moment of silence for Catwoman, as, uh, as we've learned that that series is coming to an end, I would love to see a Wildcat Catwoman series. Even and this is kind of almost like a mini series of that. I would love to see an ongoing with those two characters as the primaries. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Clay, Will, get together, guys. Did anybody hear a moment of silence there at any point? Yeah. When Chris asked for one. It was just it's it for was people that people are listening at home. You pause it <laughs> and have a moment of silence. <laughs> we we're not going to waste airtime on silence. Always be talking. <laughs> I, I you know I can cut it. I can edit it there. So that it always works that way. There's never Stick a moment some of violence silence. in there, too. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's my top of the stack. Uh, JSA Classified, number 35. I have to say, I've, I've enjoyed those issues, too. Yeah. That's a I, fun I've liked that series in general, JSA Classified. So they did, I think it's been a quality book. Because they did the smart thing with it where uh, the, the reason JLA Classified always kind of falls apart is because there's no... There's no, like, order to how it works, but JSA Classified seems to work as if whoever has a cool story about one of the JSA members can do their two-part story about Dr. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every couple issues you'll have a different, you know, a different character or, that's focused on while well, the JLA, JLA Classified... JLA was, like, six parts from an artist and writer who haven't done comics yeah, in 20 six, years. Yeah, six-part story about and even when they did, they Detroit, sucked. you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not very short. You know, the JSA ones are usually two that's, to three issues or well, one the, shot. That's or why the JLA one was canceled, though. It did go out in a bang. Mm-hmm. I actually liked the John Byrne, Roger Stern story arc at the end. Well, I like that in, in team books. I always kind of like the, the one-off um, adventures that they'd, you know, like back in the X-Men days where Nightcrawler would get his oh, little uh, one-issue or, or two-issue. adventure. And I like that. But I also understand that it's like whenever I buy JSA, I'm buying it because I want to read about the JSA. I don't want to read a a wildcat story. Midnight story. Yeah, you know, well, you know, it's the, he can be a central character, but I want the rest of the JSA there. And having having JSA classified, I think, is is a great way to to mix those guys. It's also in. canceled. And I know. <laughs> this has yeah. been a terrible year for me uh, with comics that I I really love that are getting canned. Well, you know, you should just try picking a winner. <laughs> it's really the key. All you need really. just uncanny X Men, yep. Amazing Spider Man, Detective. Don't bother with anything. My life they're would be gonna, so much easier. Don't run with anything canceled. that isn't up to number five hundred. Okay. Or close to it. But they keep restarting them, Mark. Right. Well, you got X Men, Fantastic Four, and Amazing Spider Man. Just stick with those three. Okay. And you'll never have to worry so about the book ending. They'll never get canceled, and they'll never get any better. And you'll always pretty read much. the same stories <laughs> over, over and over again. <laughs> that is pretty much exactly right. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I'm bummed. Um, uh, Greg Rekka's, uh last uh, last issue of Checkmate, I think, came out today. or this Wednesday, yeah. Past Wednesday, Wednesday, yeah. It was really good. Um, was good. Exterminators is on its next to last issue. Yeah, it ends it's got, 30, I think, it's got 29. two 29. left. Yeah, yeah it's um, JSA Classified. Um, Why the Last Man got canceled. <laughs> I don't think... It, Got canceled. Really? I think Exterminator's ending pretty much proves that round comics can't support a comic book. Hey, we got them all, all the way to oh, 30. Oh, hey, we got, <laughs> we got at least a dozen. I think you guys probably got that book it. going a lot longer than it would have. So. Well, I don't think no. that we. I don't think no, that we. Them out. we you get enough. No, it's, it's the, no, it's no, the no, Prell no, theory. No, no, you you tell two friends, you know they tell two often friends. You listen to the show and then say, I turn off the parts where you talk about books that I don't read. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! I do that when I listen to other shows. What the fuck is wrong with you, people? Hey, I sold two copies of whatever my book is called at the con because people listen to these shows. 
Really? Whatever your book is called. That oh, Nixon's Pals. Oh, <laughs> whatever my book ding. is called. Ding. Ding. <laughs> gotta get a bell. Yeah, you know, it's and, and that's that's a whole other conversation. But I, I I like to think that there are a few other people that got turned on to exterminators because of podcast in general. But yeah, I'm I'm bummed about it wrapping up. But uh, hey, thirty issues. Yeah, it's not a bad. Thirty issues is a pretty good run. Yeah. It's been it's been a tough year for for it's Vertigo. Swamp thing. It's uh, I think Vertigo is is kind of clearing the decks of stuff and and changing direction. And that was the kind of the word in New York as they're talking about new projects coming out from Vertigo. They're really it looks like starting to go the the graphic, graphic novel route. Why not? And, well, they're cutting to the chase. It's always been a very very trade heavy yeah. part of their business anyway. So why not go right to it? Yep, exactly. It's harder to order graphic novels right off the bat though i'll say that as a comic store sorry with a, with a regular book you'll order you know 10 or 15 mm-hmm. copies of it but with a graphic novel three they're not really worried five. about you apparently not they don't give a shit about you yeah. well i don't think i think i just don't think sending I'm a book sorry. directly to graphic novel form it's going to help them in stores i don't think that's going to help because mm. they're going to go looking for the trades they already know or they've heard yeah. are good yeah you know, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's. A I tell you what, in the as I was uh, going up and down the up and down the East Coast, um, my wife is a is a, a book nut. She loves to read, and so we always go into these you know, the Bible. We see mostly. a book, yeah, mostly the Bible. Hence <laughs> the uh, nut part. Book nut. Um, so we always go into bookstores whenever we're out traveling around. So we probably went into ten bookstores in New England. And um, I'd always go right to the graphic novel. You're looking for the graphic novel. And um, you know they're they're not carrying you know, Amazing Spider-Man. They're carrying Jeff Brown books and uh, Fun Ooh, Home. Jeff Brown. Jeffrey Brown. Okay, Jeff. I was yes. gonna say. Yes. Um, I saw Fun Home at almost every bookstore that we went to. Yeah, but you said it was written up in the New York Times. Yeah, so that's exactly. Kind of a yeah. Kind of a hey, Borders. By me, yeah, but I didn't see a lot of a lot of Vertigo and, and that kind of stuff. Not, and these are all independent bookstores. These aren't yeah. like Borders and Barnes and Noble and that kind of stuff. So, just an interesting observation as I got out and about in Learning. the country. Learning, and, 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 I, and I say, if they don't care about me, well, just around, so be it. That's around kind. Of, that's the new thing too. Is that we're only going to talk about stuff that we research by traveling across the country. <laughs> yes. Like, in two weeks, first, next time you hear much, us this means it's going to be like a five-minute show per week. Next time we do a show where all we do is bitch about diamond, what we're going to do first is we're going to travel the country and really experience all the problems of diamond from everywhere: the yes. American Southwest to the Rocky Mountains. Well, actually, you know that is speaking of traveling, that is uh, probably a good time to let people know what we're going to be doing in a couple weeks. Um, well, that was a hell of a segue. Yeah. We're traveling. Where, Where are you traveling? Come to? lodge your complaints with us. <laughs> we are in two weeks. What are, what are you using to travel, actually? Um, what, what mode of transportation? The Probably, comics helicopter. Yes. You, AC-1. You, the, the, we, upgrade, we upgraded to the jet. Oh, um, a jet. Nice. Yes, yes. The AC, two-seat jet. Yes, a little Cessna. No, or that's not a jet, is it? That is no. That's a death trap. <laughs> that is a little problem. No, we're uh, we're going to be at the Seattle uh, Emerald City Comic Con, and we're actually going to be the dun 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 official podcast. That means the we Emerald get a table. Yes, yes. We nice. Get. I'm going to be there actually. Are really? You really? Just for Saturday, my brother and his little nephew Noah. Really? I, I suppose his son, my nephew mm-hmm. Noah, lives out there, so I'm heading out there, and I'm going to write the whole thing off by showing up to the con on Saturday. Um, when are you heading out? Friday Are you going to be there Friday? Yeah. We're going to... Are you a White Sox fan? No, I, I could not possibly care less about baseball. But we're getting together. We're going to a baseball game. Well, I am going to be hanging out with my brother, sister-in-law, girlfriend, and parents. Bring them to the game. Fuck that. <laughs> so sure you don't want to just blow them all off? Uh, no, I'm, of I'm blowing them all off for comics on Saturday, so yeah. i gotta, <laughs> yeah, I got to put in family time on Friday or I'm fired. That's right. And you get to write it out. That's cool. But we're going to be out there. We're going to be the official podcast of, which basically means, that, yeah, we're going to have a table. We're going to be talking to a bunch of people. And um, uh, in case you didn't know. We're going to be rude to you yes. in person. Just poor, poor Josh. <laughs> Josh. We're going to be rude to you face-to-face. Josh blew me off at the con. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. Um, May 10th and 11th in Seattle, Washington. That's Saturday. It is a Saturday-Sunday show, um, which kind of threw us off. I'm used to going to Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows. So yeah, God, I'm really looking forward to not having that, not three days. Not really, yet. only two, two is really it's, all that's... It really is. In New, New York, even, two was, two was enough. But... Um, 
go to uh, go to their website, which is I believe Emerald City Comic Con. Just do a search for it, Seattle Emerald City. Search uh, for official podcast, if, and you won't find anything. Some the the guest list, and I'm sure that I'm sure that you've checked this out. Just uh, just highlight a few of the names here. Um, oh, see, there we go. Sun just made the, the dog went off. The alarm went off. Suntress, are you? Did uh, you bathe in gravy again? Coco. Coco. He petted her and everything else. Come here. The show's ruined. Show's ruined. That's it. We're done. Oh, I'm so keeping that in. Another four months. I'll see you guys in four fucking months. I've had it. I said I wouldn't work with animals again on the show after the elephant episode. <laughs> Around Comics is proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310 yeah, anyway, before the dog attack, before the dog attack, there, I wanted to highlight um, a few of the a few of the creators on the on the guest list in Seattle. If you have a chance to make this show, I keep hearing great things about it from the the two cons I've gone to earlier this year. Everyone seems to really be looking forward to the Seattle show. Uh, Peter Baggy, Ivan Brandon, Jeffrey Brown, Ed Brubaker, Bang. Kurt Busick, Bang. Uh, Moritat, yes, uh, who did a pinup in Nixon's Palace. That's Let's true. see, it all comes around. Uh, Chris Moreno, More. uh, our buddy Pat Loika, yes. Steve Lieber, yes. Eric Canetti, yes. uh, uh, Jim Chung, no. Jerry Duggan, yeah. Phil Noto, yeah. Eisner nominated, by the way, for Infinite Horizon. Yes. Congratulations, guys. Yes, uh, Karen again. Dwyer. Again. <laughs> More. Brian More Leo names. Valley, Ryan Otley, Jeff More Parker, names. Eric Powell, Brian yes. Reed, yes. Rick Remender, yes. Steve yes. Wilson, and a bunch more. Yes. Greg Greco. I gotta throw a bone to my buddy Nathan Fairbairn, the greatest colorist in the industry, yes. other than Dave Stewart. Yes. Dave Stewart's gonna be there. That yes. dude can color some shit. You hate it when we list things, don't you? No, it's great. <laughs> I love it when we read a list that somebody could go look up. Very like we. It's we don't have we don't have the exclusive list. It's not like this is the first Mike time. Mike Grill. That was the most random <laughs> list of highlighted names, too. Let, I don't think it was the actual list of anybody being miss? there. I think he just named a bunch of artists. He's, he skipped over Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. <laughs> the ghosts. Steve Ditko's alive. Ditko's not dead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, hey. So, Tom. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. From the break. From the musical break. Actually, I will. What, what do you want to hear? Um, Marvel Marching Society. Wasn't that good? I'll, I'll get that from I'll get it from Vince. He's got it. Yeah. Okay. But none of that weird remixing shit he did where he put in shit about like aliens and you know, like uh it's crazy. Did you do a scroll mix? What what's going on? Am I not talking into the mic? Okay. No, there you go. Okay, good. The face you made was yeah, like, like the ball game is louder than you were. Tom, the whole show is going to <laughs> this is the nervousness part where Chris is running. Running the board. I'm gonna get better. He's at it. nervous. I'm gonna get better. At he's it. nervous. I'm nervous because the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, oblivious. None of this is I'm completely yeah. relaxed. It's the, thing, it's the thing now that I'm running the board and doing the hosting gig because Sal Sal's not here. Yeah. Now, whenever I talk and you guys are looking at me, I'm just like, am I nervous talking? Am I nervous talking? No more than usual. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that's no more than pretty the much usual given. Pain. So, so Tom. Um, yes. Tell us about what you've been reading. I've been reading a lot of uh, showcases. Those are the ones that are like coloring books, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. God. They're the ones that they took all the beautiful <laughs> 60s coloring <laughs> coloring out. Four colors. I just finished the Sergeant Rock showcase. Oh, sweet. Which was pretty good. I still think the Jonah Hex and the Unknown Soldier ones are the be- two best ones. Uh, the Sergeant the Sergeant Rock one, was the art was really good. Um, the only... The only sort of problem you have with them, though, and it's a problem of reading a bunch of them in a row, is that there is 
a formula to every Sergeant Rock story that is repeated, of course, every time because you know it was never meant to be read 500 pages of Sergeant Rock. Yeah, so I had to space it out a little bit, but you know it was always the same sort of. Uh, he's starting off by telling a story, and then usually the story is about how one of the soldiers has. Oh, there's my phone. One of my one of the soldiers has like a. Um, a nickname like Ice Cream Soldier, or they think he's soft, and then he has to prove that he isn't soft by, like, rolling under a tank and, like, filling it up with uh, fire or grenades. And it's always, you know, always that same sort of similar thing, or, like, floating across a river on a log and then throwing a grenade, or jumping over a fence and throwing a grenade. The art's really cool, and it's so storytelling a, a, stuff. a lot of Kubert stuff? It's almost all in Kubert uh, stuff in the in the first volume. I think it's all Kubert stuff, and it's all Kaniger stuff. So you get some of that. Can, you know, Kaniger really likes hitting that formula over and over and over and over. Well, again. Mark, when these when these originally came out, what was it like? Yeah, what was World wow. War Two? Yeah, back, yeah, back, back in so, forty eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't we ask John that question? He's older than me. <laughs> what was it the only like? Guy what was it like having Ted's older than me too? So thank God I'm in the middle for once. What was it like having uh, something as evil as the Nazis around when you were in your twenties? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know because because I I, I, I was one. So uh, <laughs> they're not really evil. They're just your friends. You know what I'm saying? Just like V. V. Yeah. <laughs> just like that fine miniseries V. Now, exactly. Obviously, when you were a small lad in World War One, totally different story. Oh, I bought Enemy Ace Showcase as well, that so I'm getting awesome. ready to get. So, have you that. have you picked up the Challengers of the Unknown? No, not yet. Fun, fun stuff. I look forward. I look oh, forward yeah. to Kirby getting around. I'm, I'm uh, I've got my world's finest lined up next, so there'll be tons of stories of I Batman know. and Superman switching identities, like. Every fucking time. Can Anytime I, oh, yeah. there's any problem. Boy, that was handy. Yeah, thank God we look suspiciously alike. <laughs> we can and switch costumes all the time. What I love, they d- didn't they do that in the uh, the Batman animated and Superman animated? I don't know if they actually had a crossover, but they did have a world's finest. I mean, that is such to- a... That's like the cliche of Batman, old Superman, Batman stories is like the way to get around it is, oh shit! Now we have to prove that Clark Kent isn't Superman. Well, Bruce Wayne will simply put on glasses and act like Clark Kent, and then and then stupid, stupid Lois Lane always, always wrong. Yeah, or Vicky. And then by the next week, she's suspicious again. This vicious circle that they're in constantly of having to prove who they are. I think it's just the early set of Alzheimer's for her. She just kept forgetting. Why are you? That she she'd already. Wait, are you Superman? Wait. I I tell you, I um. I bought a HD DVD player, bad purchase. But now I am good idea. A, Did you buy that last but, week or something? But I'm now able to get like really cheap HD DVDs, and I picked up the Richard Donner uh, cut of Superman Two. Oh, is that the one where Batman and Superman? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, it, it is the one where, where Lois is is constantly trying to prove that that Clark yeah. is is Superman. Good Lord, does that movie not hold up? It, it was the second one doesn't really, and I think that's the well, exact reason why I would base a third movie on that series right away. No, oh, hold on, that's already been done by Singer. What they needed to do is make a fourth movie where Superman collects all the nuclear weapons. <laughs> Did they do that? I think they should have. Did a, they make I one. I think like they should that? also have a sun-powered villain to stop him, though. That's created by Lex Luthor. And Richard Pryor needs to be in one of oh, them. Oh, Richard Pryor's awesome in that. And Robert Vaughn. Yeah, come on, come on. Sad. So yeah, it's in the didn't, second one. didn't hold. It, yeah, Marta refused See, to watch I, it because she she remembers it very fondly, and and so I put it on. I get uncomfortable in the part where Clark Kent gets the shit beat out of him by like the trucker. I don't like that part. In the second I like the part where he comes back and he's a real dick and beats the hell out of him on accident though. That's just to pay him back. So it doesn't make sense in the recut. <laughs> what a dick! What a Superman's a dick. It just goes to show I, you. I, yeah, I always enjoy a good story where uh, Superman displays his true dick side of humanity. Yeah, it's just like. Slapping somebody, or I, I was reading a JLA issue where he said, um, "I usually don't hit women," and then he did. <laughs> but in your case, <laughs> yeah, then he did. Star, but he didn't punch her. He like Ding. flicked her with. The, I think it was Star Side. I usually don't hit women, and then he flicked her and knocked her out. And I was like, "Well, you do because you just did." Like, what is, is flicking what? really considered hitting? I mean, if really, you're Superman. You flick it's an even you more demanding form. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. even Star like. Sapphire did. It's kind of like slapping yes. a guy. He didn't punch her. He just. <laughs> You're out of my defense. Defended, clearly flicked Star Sapphire <laughs> in the face. 
And then Batman and Superman switched identities, <laughs> and uh, everything worked out fine. That's always the solution. And double team Wonder Woman. And, Fantastic. And it I love that issue. It doesn't work in real life, though. If you have a friend, <laughs> and glasses. no, and yeah, hand him your glasses. Hand him your glasses. Uh, no yeah. one will fall. F- no one will be like, "Oh yeah, I Actually, couldn't have done it. I was right." There over was that. There. there was that time that you and Chris did it though, and I I was completely fooled. Suntress and Burnham. Yeah. Hi, no, how's dude. it going? I'm Chris Burnham. I just drew Nixon's pals. <laughs> that you know, it's me by ding. my facial hair. That that eerily accurate. Well, you know. <laughs> put a, wait. Let me put on my <laughs> fake mustache so I look exactly. like Suntress. How do the How do the showcases and essentials do for you here? Like shit. Really? Am I the, by the way, am I the only one that really dislikes that series? I like it. To I a, like the series. I like it for one purpose that you get a lot of issues, but I hate it for the fact that it's black and white. I Why can they not just print I it really, with color? I really don't care because the coloring looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah, but the color it still makes up a difference. So you can I can no, only you, read so much. You read the Jonah I can Hex only ones. read so I'm, many coloring books at a time. You read the, the Jonah Hex one. ones? E, the coloring well, that one obs- fits better. completely obscures well, that's because the everything's art. in sepias, you know. Well, in the 70s books, I'd agree with you, but I think in the 50s and 60s books, it's like Tom said. It literally was for color art. I mean, it really... Yeah, Green Lantern com- is really weird. I like the Superman one, but the Green Lantern seems highly stupid. Because how do I know what's yellow? Well, luckily how do they I know it's sure evil. to tell you it's yellow. Every, no matter even if it was that. yellow, that's true. That's true. And my they God, do my ring hey, sometimes, it's yellow. Sometimes they'll foreshadow by like one panel, and I'll be you know I'll be out of it. You'll be like, oh, that statue's yellow. This is going to be a problem. Those right. are great stories, of the, those Green Lantern future stories. Uh, when he goes 5,000 years in the future, he becomes Paul Manning. Oh, yeah. I'm Paul Manning but now. But I also like, in the showcase <laughs> Green Lantern, the times where Green Lantern would be like, I don't need my ring to beat these guys, so Gil Kane could draw a page of him punching someone in the face. Like, you have this ring that can do whatever you want, and you're like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm just going to... Not use it, and I'm just going to jack these guys in the face. <laughs> Doesn't it? Uh, well, whatever. I well, can do good. it. You, you've been reading Hal Jordan, Green Lantern, for a long time. Since it's I'm a, negative 20 years old. In the womb. Yeah, I, I wasn't wasn't really a DC fan. I know that Kyle has been Green Lantern for, what, 10 years? 15 years. But Hal Jordan was always Green Lantern to me because I didn't know any better because he was the, the super friends. No, he's Green. the real Green Lantern. Well, the, one, the one true Green Lantern. Yeah, sorry. Well, he's the one that you know I grew up with with the, with the cartoons. How is how is the Green Lantern today that that Johns is writing? I mean, how well does it compare to the to the Green Lantern of like twenty years ago? <laughs> it's better, way, it, it, okay. it's way better. better. I mean, I mean, people can look at it very very nostalgically, and there are people that's like, you know, Hal is is Green Lantern. He's always been Green Lantern. Will you know what? Be. I've read a lot of old Green Lantern stories. There are very few really well done old Green Lantern. You know, much respect to John Broom and Gil Kane, but. Man, some of those. There's a reason why they had to switch his profession like 25 times is because they kept running out of ideas of like, now I'm a toy salesman, now I'm a truck driver. You know, there's yeah, there's a problem. There's a pro. There's obviously a writing problem or an idea problem when you have to keep switching. Like you're framing. Well, I mean, it, it's it's a, it's a pretty freaking basic concept. He's a a test fighter pilot that becomes a space cop. Yeah. Why yeah, why more, why do you have to make him a toy salesman? But they were more enamored of the space cop part and they kind of Neglect. left the test pilot in the dust and that's why Johns was brilliant and said this guy has one of the best secret identities where there could be adventures just about being a test pilot. I need to exploit that. I mean it, it also obviously well, benefits toy- from modern storytelling now, but you know. With the toy salesman thing, it's always like a case of I think there's an illusion sometimes when, and I, this doesn't just happen with Green Lantern, it happens with a lot of characters, where people are like, oh, well, this character is now boring. You know why he's boring? Because his job is boring. Which is not the reason why the character, the character's not boring because his job's boring. I mean, that's the least, it's boring because... Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a cover, it's a cover story. Yeah, I mean... I mean well, that, that stuff just wasn't... Oh, oh boy. Well, see, look, they couldn't yeah. even stay away from the whole I know, I know. Not... 48 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't stay away. Couldn't <laughs> stay away. <laughs> Couldn't stay away. Wait, is Pie Face coming back, though? That's my question. What was that? Pie Face? Is Pie Face? Pie Face is back. He, is, he's not Tom called Pie Face. Yeah, he's not called Pie Face yeah, anymore. They, you know, when did they, when did they, face took over. Obviously. When did they stop calling him Pie Face is my question. 1954. <laughs> when it was inappropriate to call an Eskimo Pie Face. I think it was the 70s, honestly. What he... Uh, Whenever he helps Green Lantern, it always involves a whale fat. 
Is he always gnawing on it? <laughs> always. Like, all the time. And sometimes Why, it was you, yellow. Why, you have your harpoon with you? Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like, I do. It was, and then when they switched it nice. from him being an Eskimo to now him we're being... Gonna, now we're going to get emails from one. Yeah, Inuit. 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 An Inuit, sorry. Yeah, sorry, an Inuit. When you got kicked the out of the Inuit. The Eskimo contingent is going to email the shit out of hey, us now. Did all you know that Inuit is technically incorrect? Although Inuit is PC, it is just as incorrect as Eskimo. Did you know that? So what do you call him? I don't know. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Whale killers. Friends. Ice I call people. them friends. <laughs> I call them friends. You got to do yes. it in a Clayton Moore voice. Though. I call them friends. I c- they're my friends. Every time I use my teeth as a tool, you know, to like open a open a beer bottle or like hold something, I always think, you know, Eskimos would you know rub their teeth down to the nub by the time they're old because they use their teeth for like a third set of hands or whatever. Every time do I they? think about that, true. So we're Why saying do you Eskimos. Know so much about the so we're saying Eskimos because he dated an Eskimo girl. I think would be. The oh, is it, is your I new wish. project an Eskimo book? It should be. She was like forty, but my God, those it, it's called the uh, Igloo Captain. <laughs> Captain Igloo. Captain Igloo. I just punched that idea up for you about a thousand percent. <laughs> I am Matt Fraction, and this is uh, Around Comics, and it's a podcast that you listen to on your pod, and it's casted to your pod, and you can listen to it, and it's sweet, and I, I love it, and I love you. Do you remember when uh, the spirit had a new sidekick? Ebony left for like Ebony left for like six months. Or Wasn't something? it a white version of Ebony? It was an Eskimo Ivory? Ebony. Oh, it was an Eskimo Ebony. Yeah, okay. it was well, the identical character. Only you know, were Eskimos Eskimo. like a big part of popular culture at some point? I that guess like, so. Well, they were a territory at the time. Maybe they were, you know, were considered as kind of like Austra- kind of like Australians in the eighties. Well, uh, Australia, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was there an Eskimo <laughs> Bennett work well, band? Well, Eisner had plans to have uh, the spirit have an Australian sidekick, Who an Australian version of an Ebony. Aboriginal e- Ebony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when um, uh, Crocodile Dundee Can came out, are, are we just like Xing off continents and like land masses <laughs> now? We pissed off Alaska. Now we're gonna piss <laughs> off <laughs> Australia. Micronesia. Sorry, Nicola. Next. By the way, uh, now playing the part of uh, Mark Beatty is uh, John Suntris. John, how you doing? We we share a waist size. That's about all. Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I actually stayed with your body double in New York. Oh, the great Pat Loika. The great Pat Loika. Yes, I saw sir. him. I saw him. He was having a very good time, and it was a pleasure seeing him. Pat always has a good was time he, with those. Like comments. fucked up or something? No, he was. You mean he was having a good nah, time? He was way? just smiling and content. He's <laughs> yeah, you know, he okay. was fucked up. Just Mr. Happy. Yeah, uh, I was. I was told that people had to assist uh, you though and care for you on a all certain right. night. Whoa! <laughs> so all right, I, Chris I, I, got too drunk at a convention. Yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! How did that happen? Right. That rarely happens. Actually, actually, it is a really. I can't, I, you know what? I can't believe that. That killed me. I re- you know what, John? Shut your mouth, because that's a goddamn lie. I know. Lie. I, know I've never I, seen I, I know. I don't mean to besmirch your. Uh, your I've friend's, never seen uh, Chris reputation. drink too much at a convention. That's uh, crazy. His yeah. little, his crazy little con bag he's always talking about <laughs> filled with vodka. Exactly. No bourbon. I, it's filled with bur- bourbon. Did he spill a beer on his head while? Uh, I wasn't <laughs> there. I, I only heard from. Uh, what did you our, do? Our two, what our two good friends, uh, right, here's, McKeever and uh, here's Norton. The, here's the story. McKeever and Norton. <laughs> yeah, had a, yeah, the caretake. Uh, oh God! So they told you about Saturday night too. That's all I heard about was Saturday. Was from McKeever and Norton. So Thursday. Thursday, I, uh, I I run out of the house and hop on the train to to get to work, and so I don't have breakfast. I get out of work early, and I go to the airport, and I start getting on standbys because I'm like four hours early to the airport, and so I'm following you know one gate to the other trying to get on standby, so I don't eat lunch. I fly to New York, hop in a cab at LaGuardia, take it to uh, the New Yorker, and get to get to the hotel. Pat's there. I'm like, all right, man, let's go, let's go out, let's go, you know, hop around Manhattan. So immediately to the bars, start pounding beers and and shots. Like two hours later, I'm and we we go down and meet up with uh, with like Andy Parks and and Greg Thompson and Bunch Tony Moore. Yeah, at a country bar in Manhattan, which was kind of funny. And it's like two hours after we got started. I'm just like. Wow, I'm really blasted. What the heck is going on? And so, thank God, my phone rings, and I leave the bar, and I'm out on the sidewalk, and it's John. He's like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" You know, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing fine. <laughs> and, so your phone still worked in New York. And so, so I'm talking to John, and all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "John, I'm gonna have to talk to you later." And I hang up the phone, and I'm standing right in front of a a. a Trash. Threw up trash. In I, I threw up in front of a hooker. I, it was very embarrassing. I threw up on the street in New York, and I'm just like, okay, that's terrible. I look, looking around for hey, my, I can't for my wait frat for brother. Seattle. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Josh, Josh and uh, not Josh, uh, Ron and Connor from iFanboy drive like 
or take a cab all the way across Manhattan to meet up with us at this bar. I'm there for like a half hour talking with them. I get sick, and then Pat is like, "Do you need to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, probably." I don't even remember saying goodbye, and I just and I just like disappear. <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of took it easy on Friday. Wow. So yeah, Thursday was Thursday was a little ugly. So what what night do you think is going to be the night where you get destroyed in Seattle? Uh, Saturday. You really yeah. think Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Saturday's going to be the. Do yeah. you go to Seattle uh, too, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Friday, we're, fr- Friday, Friday, we're doing the baseball game. I'll be on good pro- What do you think the reason's going to be behind why you get so drunk? Is you're going to forget to eat? Or are you going to get really excited? Oh, I'm just, just don't throw up on Rucka. That would be my only. Or word are you going to? Well, let's see. It, that might happen he whether I'm drinking up or not. All over me, you get man. nervous. Greg, how you? Yeah, exactly. like I have stand. an idea. <laughs> I'll be like standing in South Park. Arc. John, Chris cannot hold it. About your biggest fan. Okay. What if one of Tara's fans? Uh, met her, and they went out and got drinks together, and she got so nervous that she vomited nice. on her hero. Nice. Oh, 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 what would happen? Crocker would have to hold her hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, hold, I'll hold your hair, which that was. I'm saying story. I'm gonna go uh, for the surprise choice. I think you're gonna get destroyed on Friday. Night. <laughs> think so? At yeah. the game. Hey, we're yeah. Gonna, we're gonna be at the game, so you know you never know what'll happen. But uh, no, I'm. I'm I look I'm, forward to the Chris Neesman con roulette. Hey man, it's cons. You know, you, you go out, you, you have it's what fun. You do, man. See, it is. You have I don't know, guys. Man. I'm always in work mode because I really do want to get interviews on everybody. So I really don't drink at cons. Well, I really it, don't because I don't want to be on. And actually, I don't. And then still on Sunday, I'm like, hey, anyway, uh, it's great to see you, Kale. That's not how Chris works. Though. Chris well, is the master. I knew. I knew it had gotten to a, a bad point whenever on a, a Friday or Saturday, I walk up to the top shelf booth to talk to Chris Staros, who's one of my favorite people. Chris is Very just. Cool he is an awesome guy. And and Chris looks up and I'm expecting you know to say hey how you you know this is what we got coming out or blah 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 and the first words out of his mouth are hey Chris I've been wanting to talk to you I found this great bourbon and so we start talking about whiskey so. there you go there hey I got two passions in life comic Very books cool. and drinking I mean my wife and three passions <laughs> ah, three yeah. no I mean that's the cons are fun everyone talks about what's the best part I, of I'm just con making, I'm just giving you a hard time you've seen the dark side of, of my con Chris experience. Con. I've seen the dark he saw me check my watch and pour beer on my head yes I did that was ridiculous <laughs> that was ridiculous so um, you were mentioning before I wanted to uh, mention the uh, Barack uh, showcase I uh I yeah. love the art. Did I, you get drunk while reading the Sergeant Rock showcase? I did. I did. No, and I agree with you about the Unknown Soldier. That's excellent. And very good. Is very good. It's very good. Did you get the Haunted Tank? No, not yet. I was. A little, I got it for the Rose Heath art, but I am a little disappointed in the Haunted Tank. I mean, you think Rock is kind of stilted storytelling? I think the Haunted. Tank. I don't think it's still. It, it's got the. It's got this. There's a, a formula that's used. Over. Well, because that's because, what they because I honestly think by the '60s and early '70s. They were telling really interesting stories. And the thing is, a haunted tank seems like the type of thing you could tell an infinite number of stories about that are all entertaining. (laughs) And never repeat. No, of course not. What got us out of this? Could it have been the spirit of Jeb Stewart? I yeah, it's know. that same fucking tank that always shows up and saves us with the ghosts, with the good, the haunted tank. Well, have they done the Unknown Soldier or the? Is it? Wait, no. Oh, they the, do the. Un- yeah, they yeah, yeah do that's them. a really good one. It, that's excellent. It's not only Joe Kubert stories, but uh, David Michelini. Uh, that oh, nice. that was one of his early DC assignments. They're great. They're fan- and also it got creepy. Because yeah. there was the bandage face of the unknown soldier. And then when Michelini had and the fucked yeah, he, up he face. T- yeah, he took the bandages off, and it's like, here's my mutilated face. And it was, like, really horrific. I mean, it really was. He just looked crazy. He, yeah. looked, he looked crazy. I mean, he would not be afraid of, like, showing his scarred face, and it was really Well, I, I have up. learned from Sergeant Rock how to lead. So whenever someone at work asks me a question, I tell them a story about someone, how that reminds me of another situation that happened I knew years a ago. recruit like you. When I was in Northern Africa chasing Rommel. <laughs> Shave tail recruit. Doing Rommel's accounting. And, uh, <laughs> you magnificent bastard. I read your, book. your books. I read your accounting books. I read books. your accounting books. I read your ledgers. <laughs> Ramo. God, um, no, I had a I had a blast at the con. I'm sorry I won't be joining you boys in Seattle, but uh, don't be don't too be much sad, con. Man. Too much con. It's the con of the year, man. I understand. Seattle, where the party is. Emerald um, City, be there. 
Yeah, no, the it's a, no, it's a great, it's a great lineup, and I, I think that's great. So wait, many, wait, who as, as many cool people and fun people were in uh, New Shut York. Yeah. there were a ton that weren't because of the Passover holiday, yeah. and that you know Seattle and Pittsburgh were you know immediately yeah. after it. Well, so. I think Chris, you should read that whole list of people that are going to be at Seattle right now. This is, you can't find it anywhere on the internet. Read it now. The exclusive plus that, John that Stumptown, plus that Stumptown, uh, Stumptown was uh, last weekend, right. So, you know, I mean, that's I mean, there's just a ton of concerts. They should just have one convention in the center of the United States. In Chicago? Eh, I'm thinking, like, Springfield? Iowa. It's a shame because when there were fewer, con, you know, cons, I mean, the Chicago con was consistently, in a, you know, always well attended mm-hmm. by guests. Destination show. And, yeah, it was a destination show. And, it, unfortunately, now this, you know, increase in cons, in, in some ways it's good. But, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know how you guys do it creator-wise, Chris, because... You know, I, I, it's I just killer. That's why I, I don't do more than. Well, this is the, this do you work is on the, the road? A little bit. Scotty, do you work on the road when you're at cons? Scotty isn't He's here. Like, I don't work at this is uh, <laughs> this is uh, Scotty's only con this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Seattle's the only one. Now? Yeah, really. Yeah, so that's it. He's gonna be rude, rude to you in person. <laughs> well, I tell you, I tell you Not what. Not really. Uh, no, I will. No. Yes, Tom will shove you. <laughs> well, I tell you what, let's um, let's go ahead and wrap up there for this one. Um, that'll take care of, of this week's talk. But um, the same cast of characters is going to be back next week, and uh, and we'll pick up with an all new conversation. So uh, once again, it'll thanks probably that, be pretty similar to this. It'll one. be very similar to this, only a little bit. <laughs> Not too. I mean, only a little bit more later, really. I'm going to try so. to pepper it with as many references to this week's episode as possible. What book? Bu- what, what's your, what, what's your book again? Nixon's Pals. Ding. Ding. All right. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again plug. for the patience while we were on hiatus. It was great uh, to have we're some time off. It's great to be back. back. Yes, you're. I'm glad you and the network were able to see terms and uh, <laughs> agree to that new contract. Well, well the, the bigger the you can see the, the yeah. bigger table was yeah, really the key. Yeah, you know, and the you're, a shrewd, you're a shrewd uh, negotiator, there, tough guy. And a gold suit. Nice. Nice. It'll go with my David Byrne Talking Heads uh, not, blazer not, that I wore in my uh, video interviews. Not made out of gold, but gold-colored. I'll have to talk about that on the next episode. Compromised. All right. Well, come back again next week uh, for, uh, for a whole new hour of comics conversation. In the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics. comics. Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and may not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Any reproduction, retransmission, or rebroadcast without the express written consent of Around Comics is strictly prohibited. All content presented in this program is the sole property of Around Comics, and this has been an Around Comics production, copyright 2007.